Um, I just want to say something because this is very important, but I've been walking around for maybe the last 20 years thinking that everybody knew the lyrics to Parents Don't Understand by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. So when someone would say, okay, here's the situation, I would always say, my parents went away on a week's vacation and they left the keys to the brand new Porsche. Assuming that everybody was like, oh, obviously that's, that's, that's a song we all have memorized, but. I think the only part of that song I remember is, yo homes, I'll smell you, smell you later. Well, that was actually from the intro to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> but, um, that's about as similar. far as I got with that. Yeah. One of the things I get in trouble with my daughter for is randomly citing lyrics from Paul Revere because she she thinks all old rap is like corny, like the same way, you know, you thought your parents' music was corny. When she'll ask me about like one of her friends, she'll be like, yeah, you remember I was telling you about Stephanie? You know, you remember Stephanie? I was like, oh, you didn't. I know he did. MCAA, y'all, do you know this kid? And she's like, dad, what is wrong with you? I can't say this ain't funny. My name's Mike Dan. I'm about to get money. Pulled out the jimmy, aimed it at the sky. He yells, stick him up. And she gets all there. <laughs> How are your holidays, boys? Happy New Year, jerks. Happy New Year. Yeah, my first day back at work today in 17 days. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. How many people were there? Uh, in my office today, there were probably less than 20. Out of a regular? Out of 80. It's good. So yeah, court of the office was there. Hey, Robo, what's a popular place that people in Seattle like vacation to? Like if they're like, ah, we're going away for the holidays. What's what's a big a big spot for Seattle types? Where do Seattleites take off to for like just like a weekend spot? They'll go up to Whistler. So yeah, just north of Vancouver. Um, like in the winter, I have a lot of people going to Whistler up for snow and like because Winter Olympics are up there, so they have good skiing and snowboarding up there. Um, during the summertime, people go to the San Juan Islands a lot of times, which is uh, Northwest Island chain um, that is shared with uh, with Canada. Their, their version of the San Juan Islands is called the Gulf Islands, but just a bunch of small islands. There's little resorts up there, whale watching, fishing, things like that. Uh, people will also go east over the Cascade Mountains. So the Cascade Mountains kind of divide eastern Washington and western Washington. Um, two different climates. On the east side, they grow wine. It's really dry and kind of a desert clean climate so people go out there and on the columbia river and do water skiing or whatever and, and hang out in the warmer climate that's where all the crazies live that's kind of yeah yeah it's like that's it's a uh, different those are, those are different cats over there but so people will go east if they want warmer weather and they'll go they'll go north if they want to do with like you know canada things like that that's all within each of these things are all within just a couple hour drive you guys have all those weird ocean formations too like sounds and the inlets oh yeah yep we're on the sound seattle's on the sound 150 miles inland from... Uh, oh, I'm going down to the reach. That Nisqually reach. <laughs> <laughs> Nisqually. Good pull. Yeah, it's done by... Uh, what is a reach? Uh, I couldn't even tell you what a reach is. So what, what did y'all do for holidays? What was the, what was the go-to? I, uh, was pretty boring, I did a actually. lot of just big dinners and eating pie and fudge and cookies and Peppermint bark and uh, candy canes and <laughs> you sound like Elf. You had pie and fudge and candy canes and I peppermint bark, <laughs> and that was just for breakfast. Is there sugar and syrup? <laughs> oh, then yes, yes, I like. I had so much sugar that I feel like I am just 
kind of, I had this, I had this guilt of just kind of, you know, I tried to put on these, these kind of cool jeans that I have and I don't fit in them anymore. So I, um, I'm, I'm off candy canes and fudge and peppermint bark. That's no longer part of my nutritious breakfast. So we'll see how that goes. I've been, I've been off on that since uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Started my diet. Want to lose thirty pounds? I'm down sixteen right now. So I haven't had a, a real meal. That's the not a real meal. That pie and fudge Christmas and peppermint bark and candy canes is not a real meal. No, those. Oh, but he ate like good food as well, right? You had, you've been, you've been eating all the good stuff. <laughs> I had real meals like chocolate bars and caramel swirls. <laughs> This is at some point you're just gonna break out into song. <laughs> I had me? nougat on Mondays, peppermint on Tuesdays, all <laughs> part of a meal. Exactly. I just have a whole like chocolate gummy bears tap dance number. <laughs> but until I had peppermint, there was no better mint to let me know the holidays are for real. And then you zoom out and is Joey on his roof yeah, this, with the holiday lights. This sounds Happy great. Happy holidays. <laughs> um, at this point, we're potting. It's your boy at 3K underscore here with Robbo at Seattle Rams underscore NFL. What's up, Robbo? What's going on, fellas? It's uh, it's the new year. So happy new year to you and to all our lovely listeners and uh, everyone else, Rams fans and everybody who doesn't like the Rams. Fuck you. Go back to 2018. I like it. Happy New Year to all. And to all a good night, I believe, is how the saying doesn't go. Joey the Jerk at Ellie Rams Rams Rams. What's up, man? Going on, jerks. I'm excited about going through the uh, the playoffs this year. I'm getting pumped. Getting pumped to see uh, to see our boys uh, in this in the second round of the playoffs. Not having to do it. the the wild card weekend. He's excited for popcorn and butterscotch waterfalls. <laughs> You know what? I right when you said that, I was like, "Do I do I have any butterscotch in my kitchen? Maybe I can grab my cut. My Anything cut that tub. money can buy. He's a vanilla 2019 kind of guy. Happy holidays!" <laughs> <laughs> that was your holiday, Joe. You had. You had you're back home for the first for the first time in years yeah. with, with the whole fam. It was right? good. It was, good. It was low key. There was I didn't have any chocolate or any fudge or any peppermint bark or any candy canes. Uh, my daughter did. She's into the candy canes. I had lots of animals. <laughs> it was rough. I'm telling you, you're home home for 17 days and you can't eat anything. It was that was the worst part. Yeah. Yours is the opposite. Joey's is all happy. Yours is like a grumpy, or like the blues. I ain't <laughs> ate nothing but lettuce. I ain't nothing but lettuce. Cabbage all in my face. <laughs> lots of lots of just roasted plain vegetables. And, I ain't uh, got yeah. no jerky for me to stuff in my face. <laughs> what a, I'm halfway there. So everyone who's starting these, like, you know, uh, resolution journeys now. Wanting to them, I'm already halfway to my goal. I'm more than halfway. So another another month or so, I'm, month six weeks, I'll be good to go, and I'll be back on drinking beer and eating food and Ooh. not complaining about salads, all that shit. So I'm 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 ready. I did have a very LA experience for the first time ever. I tried kombucha. Now I know you have, Rob. You've probably been drinking. <sighs> you've probably been sipping the booch for years. <laughs> 
for a full full disclosure i have not just because what i'm an old grouchy guy and that's a very millennial thing to do I'm like, ah, yes. i don't need it I, I've, I haven't needed the first 50 years i'm pretty sure i don't need it the second 50. was it good did you enjoy was it good it wasn't good it was not good um, right it's just it something wasn't that, bad yeah have you done the kombucha joey yeah but i i usually don't like something where one of its major ingredients is bacteria <laughs> cultures not a yogurt eater i don't i mean I, I like yogurt when it's like you know strawberry yogurt but when it's when they put that h in there and it's yogurt, yogurt. Oh, God. <laughs> yes there you like if you take something like like just real like greek yogurt i think it's hard sometimes to taste it and to know if it's bad or not because I'm like, is this Greek yogurt rancid or is, is this just yeah. Greek yogurt? It's like that good clabber. Have I ever told you all about clabber? No. Maybe. What's oh, up so this is, oh, this is where we get to educate people. This is our transition out of the South. So clabber is this old ingredient you would get from unpasteurized milk when it would start to rot. And you would let it rot and it would curdle and form essentially these curds of rotten milk paste. And you would use it as an ingredient, almost like a spread on like sandwiches. And I ate it many times when I was young because I was impoverished. And now you should all feel bad about me. I, love oh, I've, I do feel bad because I think it's made out of, it's like rancid sour milk, right? That's congealed. No, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Like humidity just kicks it up, turns it into a, a nasty paste. Like when you pour sour milk out in the sink and the chunks come out, that's like the the first starting of a clabber collection. That's baby clabber. That's baby clabber. And you let that sit for a while and it's got so many active cultures you can use it as a baking ingredient in the old days when you couldn't afford baking soda. That's that's how poor we're talking. That that 60 cent can of baking soda, nobody's got money for that. We gonna make our own clabber. You make a good clabber sandwich. I guarantee you, Andrew Whitworth's parents know all about clabber. That sounds pretty 100% nasty. 100% chance. Old, old idea, he was raised on the clabber. Is that a is that a southern thing, clabber? It is. It's a very old, old southern. It's not even an ingredient or a staple. What is that? A uh, a torture <laughs> device. It's not. It's not a thing that almost anybody would uh, recognize. Probably in uh, the modern age, it's the anti kombucha. It's the anti millennial ingredient. It's something our my grandparents and my great grandparents knew quite well, and that sadly my mother passed down. Um, let's pat. get out of clapper. <laughs> football. See, this is a good week to not talk about a lot of football early on because we're in between football. We're finished with regular season football. Uh, we beat the 49ers with some relative ease, and now we've got a first round by. So let's let's start with the former. Let's. We can be short on the 49ers game because I think more important is talking about the breadth of the entire regular season before we get to the playoffs. Um, it was. It was an. It was an interesting game, if only because we were without Todd Gurley, without Lamarcus Joyner. Uh, but overall, it was a relatively comfortable game. The Rams built up this huge lead on a couple turnovers from the 49ers, 28 to three, and then maybe coasted down the stretch. But that's what you are afforded to do when you build up that lead. Ended up winning 48 to 32 major stats jared goff four touchdowns but only 15 to 26 for 199 through the air sean Mannion got some time late uh Jay anderson yet again another big game 23 carries 132 yards got in the end zone once uh measured day from the 
wide receiving and tight end crew, Brandon Cooks, Josh Reynolds, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods all got involved. The, the four touchdowns were spread between Cooks and Reynolds, who had two apiece, but no monster Wait, Joe, on the receiving Joe? front. Sir? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was boldly predicting that young Gerald would have a big game. Can you, can you read me the stats for uh, second-year player tight end Gerald Everett, please? Receptions, zero. Okay. Yards, zero. Sure. Which, let me break out. Hold on. Let me get my calculator. Zero yeah. receptions, zero yards, quantum factor, yeah. exponent, relation equals. That's zero yards per reception. Zero touchdowns. What about targets? Tar- he, he surely yeah, targets. Like, so it's, all about, it's about targets, right? Yeah, how many targets did he get? One. So breakout game. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. Breakout well, you know game. Think about this. They thought about him once. So... He's, well, he's getting there. I mean, honestly, why why do you want to go to your weapon in the week seventeen when you're going to break him out in the playoffs? Don't 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 right. disclose the playbook. Keep the lens cap on the camera. <laughs> Speaking of, um, I, I'm sure this is the movie that Rob watches by himself. Um, Twelve personnel. Do you guys believe that hype that was? Uh, drifting through the no. the Rams uh, media and uh, writing about the team where save the season by playing with two wide receivers, two tight ends, one running back, right. rather than what they've been running 95% of the season. Which was 11. They did it for one yeah. game. So for people who don't understand, when you talk about a number personnel, the first number refers to the number of running backs and the second refers to the number of tight ends. So for the most of the year, we've run 11 personnel, which would be one running back, one tight end, and obviously, therefore, three wide receivers. Uh, these last two weeks, we've ran some of this 12 personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends, and just two wide receivers. Uh, I don't know. What do, you guys, what do you guys think? There's there's an angle to this. What do you think, Joey? Well, I guess my question is, is Gerald Everett then essentially – masking himself as a slot receiver or is it as far as like the x's and o's of it how how different is what he's asked to do than when he's playing in a an 11 11 personnel that's a good question i, I guess it it, it kind of depends on what they use him for i think we've seen him do a decent amount of blocking but the rams have been pretty run heavy especially with cj anderson and, and it, i think the question is it, it's almost to me a bit of how much of this is built on just getting through these last two games before they get Todd Gurley back, right? Because without Todd Gurley, maybe you could argue the whole offense changes versus something they're trying to really implement before they get to the playoffs. Yeah, I think, you know, you had a, a hurt Todd Gurley and, you're, and a guy you just picked up off the street and you're playing the worst defense in the NFL in the Cardinals. All right, let's just not get crazy here. We're just going to, you know, go base. Nothing nothing fancy and and be able to beat a bad team. That was a little more interesting this week because 49ers, while they are a mess on offense, I mean, they've got more turnovers than the most of the league combined. Their defense wasn't bad this year. I think they were 12th or so, 7th in yards per rush against. And it was it was nice to see them be able to run the ball on a, on a better team and say, okay, well, if there's if Gordy's not 100%, what's going to happen when they're not rushing and playing the 32nd defense? And that was, that was a little more interesting to me to see if they did against a better team defensive unit still not great but better i don't know i i I don't put a lot of stock into what they did the last two weeks um because neither one of those bad teams are gonna be 
something we're going to face. They're going to face a good team. Um, you know, the Rams are, what are they? They're four, five and two against playoff teams this year, four and two, something like that. They've, they've done pretty well. They're, I think they're five and one or six and one in, in one score games this year. So, uh, you know, the best thing about this whole playoff mm-hmm. is that anyone can win and uh, including any one of those teams is, is our team. I don't think there's one team that's head and shoulders above. Yeah, sure, New Orleans is the number one seed, but they certainly haven't looked dominant down the stretch. Um, the best thing they have going for them right now is that they play at home, so that's great. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles win this week. I wouldn't. I, it's a toss-up for me with the with the, the Cowboys and Seahawks. Um, yeah, who knows? So I, I, I didn't put a lot of stock in the last couple of weeks of the season because there just wasn't. It just was kind of let's just get through this thing healthy. That's when the game's supposed to win. Here, I'll give you somebody who hasn't we'll, been we'll dominant down there. the stretch. That's your boy, Joey. Jerry Goff. He he had the he had the four touchdowns. But as a performance, mm-hmm. as a performance overall, fifteen to twenty six yep. and just one ninety nine, and given how he yep. looked throughout the game, it, it, I I don't know that he had the game that between San Francisco or Arizona. Arizona he was nineteen to twenty four, very efficient, two hundred sixteen yards, just one touchdown. I don't know that he had the game that would have made us feel better about things going into the playoffs, given how he played after the bye against Detroit, Chicago, and Philly. You know, he kind of plays like a type of player that uh, the coach is like his father. You know that type of athlete where <laughs> he just has a really long leash and you just know the matter. I mean, he the way he throws the ball, he's like, they're never going to bench me. And just the ball's in like the third row. And sometimes he has these plays where you're just, you know, the accuracy just makes you wonder, like, ah, like, is this the guy? But then, you know, then he wins you over with another play. But it it just really makes me wonder going into the playoffs. Was it what are other teams? They're scanning reports and they're looking at the Rams. What are they saying? Like you know, in close quarters, it's just like, okay, what type of team is this? Because you can't say that they're they're like an offensive team. They're not saying they're a defensive team. But both of those sides of the ball, they. At times, it's like flashes of of dominance, and then other times, it's flashes of of non dominance. And I wonder, just inconsistency is 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 the big word on this on this team. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of teams are inconsistent. You know, it's not just it's not like the Rams are the only teams that you know. I think if you just watch highlights all the times of plays, you're like, oh, these guys are always awesome. You watch the game, and you're like, you know what, like. There's a lot of plays that make these guys don't look like you know they're going to kill it. Have you seen the Saints last month? I mean, they've they've won their games, but they have not looked good. They didn't look good against a bad or mediocre Carolina team. They looked they should have lost the home game against the Steelers the other day. Um, yeah, I, I don't see that. That's kind of where I got back from earlier. Every all six of these NFC teams are all good. But I don't see it just a dominant team that's just like, whoa, that's 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 that's, that's they're the man it, because they're playing. They all have flaws, you know. Chicago's got a great defense, but their offense doesn't do much for me. Uh, you get Dallas away from home; they're an average team. The Seahawks, uh, a great running team, but you know that's about where I leave those guys. Uh, Russell Wilson makes a lot of big plays and he scrambles a lot, but he also gets sacked and he turns the ball over if you you pressure him. So there's all these teams have a have a, a knock. Look, Dad, hey, if you want to run 12 personnel, <laughs> cool, man. I'm just saying, you know, I'd rather be longboarding with yeah. the bros, so let's just get this over, man. Gerald, have I thrown to you today? 
Once. All right. No more cool, man. <laughs> oh, Gerald, I, I thought I thought you called in sick. That's why I wasn't. Dude, how did Todd get out of it? Todd always gets out of this, man. Man, I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be up there in Sea Town. I was going up to Sea Tac with with my dudes. We were going to longboard. We were going to slide the Nisqually, the Reach, man. God. Now I got to be out here working on a Sunday, bro. It's horrible. <laughs> working on a Sunday. That's a that that's his big complaint. Hey, do you think we could play on like Tuesday afternoons? <laughs> bro. <laughs> Poor Jared. Do you know who leads the league in fumbles now? Oh, Would be Mr. Smallhands, Gerald Goff, with 12. He's only lost five. He's been lucky that uh, they've been pretty pretty, you know, aware of his fumbling issue and have jumped on a lot of them. But over the last, over the last, I don't know what it was, a couple of weeks there, it seemed like he was just dropping the ball right and left. Three like weeks those, in a row, right? Detroit, I think he had fumbles. In you want me to hold the Detroit, ball Chicago, for the play? Philadelphia. I have to hold the ball for the entire play, dude. That's just like whatever, man. I guess, Bruh. He's uh, the narrative on him has, has changed, right? From through the season, early on, it was like, wow, you know, MVP candidate. He's great. In the last last month, after since the buy is because yeah. he was lights out against uh, their last game for the buy. It was Kansas City. He was you know Kansas City. Those games, it was great. It was great against um, Minnesota on, on national TV. It was phenomenal against Minnesota. Yeah, there's two stinker Sunday night football games. So luckily, we're not playing on the Sunday night football crew. No Chris Collinsworth until the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, we won't see him. But uh, it just, it's. I think the the Lions kind of found a little bit of it, and then the Bears really took advantage of it, and then the Eagles kind of followed up. But it's if you can bring pressure up the middle, get him off his spot, wreck his timing. You have a chance to beat the eleven personnel Rams. It's all about timing, and you rattle his cage. Even I mean, look at one of his big throws, throws earlier that he he badly missed Robert Woods over the middle. I mean, or was it J Ray? He threw the ball like five yards behind him, and if he'd let him like he normally would have or would have early in the season, that that has a chance to go for a touchdown. Um, he settled down, made some made some nice throws towards the end of the game, one to Higgs and that touchdown to J Ray. But we need to. I think we're all. I can't imagine a Rams fan who's sitting there waiting for this game to, to come to us, thinking they feel great about it. That which which golf we're we gonna get? The nervous, winging off my back foot, pressure's coming. Let me just get it rid of it, Jared Goff, or the confident step into it. And I'm just gonna put a dagger in your soul, Jared Goff, from uh, you know some of the games we've seen earlier. I think we're gonna hope for the later, but okay, I, 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 I got there's a question. no way you can say that. Dude, I, pl- I look. I play quarterback the same way I ride, dude. Wing it off the back foot. Let's get goofy. Let's <laughs> <Just> go goofy. <laughs> um, so, if if you just kind of took the, uh, you know, uh, I guess I guess took a fan pulse, would you say that Rams fans right now are not like not nearly as confident as they were? Coming out of that Kansas City Monday Night Football game, sure. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. What are expectations right now? Are you what, on Twitter during are... the games? No. Are, are you I, on Twitter during the games, Joey? You, I, you avoid the Twitter <clears throat> during Rams football. You know what? I I really focus on just the the stuff of of like you know what Rich Hammond or people like that are kind of saying, but um, I think I kind of scroll past the, the the panic. Um, the ramification. Yeah, I see more of the commenting about the panic but but i i think but but the thing is is that 
you could still say like, oh, I think that the Rams can win the Super Bowl, but it it feels so just um, kind of uh, kind of thinking. You know, you're just you got your finger in your collar. You know, you're just like, oh, maybe, but it's 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 not going to be this this super fun easy ride. You know, there's going to be some moments that are going to make you uh, really worry about if this is going to happen. You know, so I think I think a lot of yeah, people I mean- are, are cautious with their with their hope. Well, turnovers happen to everyone, right? Yeah. There's no quarterback that's perfect that's not going to turn the ball over. But what they've happened, how they've happened in the last month, they've come in bunches. It's not like, okay, here's one bad throw, whatever. It's three fumbles and two picks. What the hell is going on? It's just, it's like, wow, what's what's happening here? Even though, like, as I mentioned, they, they, they've fallen on seven of his 12 fumbles. So that's, that's good. But you never want to see a quarterback with the ball on the ground. So, you're just waiting for that shoe to drop. It's like, oh God, what's, what? What do we? What Jared Goff to wave on this drop back? Is it the good Jared or is it the scary Jared? It's. I definitely think you're right on that. That it's that most most Rams fans are. If they were honest with themselves, they're a little worried. It's like, oh, which, but, which Jared do we have? Yeah, and we talked about this last time, right? With the idea that oh, when, when we were talking about panic levels, and you guys were at a ten, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob, you talked about the idea that I wasn't all in, and, and I think it's. What you mentioned that some people are a little cautious with their expectations now, and I, I I just feel like maybe that's where we should have been overall. And if you look back across the entirety of the regular season, if you had spread these games out, especially if you had spread the Chicago totally. Philly games out, if you had spread them out thirteen and three, Jared Goff was ranked the eighth best quarterback by Pro Football Focus. We talked about the high; there were lows, forty seven hundred yard, forty seven hundred yard. Like if you had spread this out over the course of the season. I don't know why anybody wouldn't be ecstatic to have this regular season, except for the fact, obviously, of what we're talking about, that you've got this condensed stretch down the end leading up to what matters most, which is playoff performance. But overall, if you look at the regular season, whether it's Jared Goff or Brandon Cooks, who you know had his highest receiving yard total in 1,204, and Robert Woods, who, who got over the mark, and uh, obviously another banner season from Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald on the verge of the sack record. If you look at the totality of the regular season, this is about as good as what people should have hoped for at the beginning. No, not a yeah. doubt. It's but it's always. Joey, would you have like, taken Goff, Goff as your guy? Would you have taken his stat line at the start of the year? Yes. When we're doing our yes. TST predictions and we're all going, you know, 12, 13, 14 wins, and all right, would you take forty seven hundred yards and thirty touchdowns? Yeah. But I, I think if you said, oh, but there's going to be another quarterback in the league that's going to throw for 5,000 yards and have 50 touchdowns, <laughs> then I'd be like, no, I want that. Curse and, you, Mahomes. You'd be no. like, holy shit, Blake Bortles is going to do what? What's your secret, bro? What? what? Yeah. It's, I definitely think we're talking about um, in an alternate universe that Andy Dalton is um, Super Bowl champion. No, I, I think that if you look at it, it's – it's what Joe said. I, I think I think that's really spot on that it's kind of what just happened. We're still feeling those two losses in a row. And we're seeing all those turnovers that Goff had. And uh, I don't know, man. I think I, I wish that they were had a, had a hotter streak going into the playoffs. But this is this is what what's happening. And so I don't know. Um yeah, it's one of those things where it just doesn't kind of sync up because if you look at how they performed over the course of the season, I just don't – obviously on the defense, given the name recognition, when you talk about Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib, Aaron Donald obviously being the star that he is, adding in Dominican Sue and some of the guys coming into the 
the peaks of their careers, you 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 could have hoped for more on that side. So I can understand why people would be disappointed. But to go thirteen and three, put up the numbers they did on offense, mm-hmm. and then have the, this kind of I won't say concern, but just the general tenor of, of Rams fans going into the playoffs, it just doesn't seem in line with one another, except for just the timing. And I think that's what makes it interesting. And so we go into the playoffs, we get this first round by where. LaMarcus Jordan and Todd Gurley get to heal up. Let me bring up the transcript from McVay today. I can read that. Andrew Whitworth took that knock on the knee, but it sounds like holding him out in the second half was out of precaution and isn't necessarily anything to worry about. Um, Did every Rams fan hold their breath when they saw him limping off the field? I threw at that a shoe. I threw a shoe. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because we've yeah. all been waiting for old man A.W. to get hurt because age is going to catch up with you. And if that happens, And remember a year ago, the whole reason we sat the starters out of Week 17 against the Niners in L.A. was to not deal with injury. I do kind of wish that he had taken the starters out a little bit earlier, but we got got through it, and it's uh, not a a big deal because in the end it wasn't a big uh, injury. But here's what he said about uh, the injury standpoint. Blank Countess is in the concussion protocol. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, Todd Gurley making very good progress. We expect those guys to be ready to go on Saturday a couple of weeks from now, but they're making good progress. Andrew Whitworth is going to be good. He's going to be able to get going and get some stuff. I don't know what that means. I think he'll be on the field tomorrow, so other than that, we're in pretty good shape. And you got to remember, we got a whole week and a half before we even get to the playoffs. Since we're playing on Saturday, it'll be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice trio with injury reports next week. We got plenty of time. Things are things are looking good uh, on the injury front overall. What's going to be interesting is what's happening this weekend. Um, here's the way it works out with the Bears in the third seed and the Eagles in sixth. If the Bears win, uh, we're going to play the Chicago Bears in the divisional round. If the Eagles win as the sixth seed, they're going to play the Saints, and we'll get whoever wins between the Seahawks and the Cowboys. What do you? Let's get to the playoffs, man. Um, what do y'all think? What sets up from the opponents? What are you guys most interested from the Rams? Well, I. I'm interested to see them play against Chicago because after that game, when they lost, I was like, if this game was at home, I would be real confident that, that they can win that game. And I, and I feel like they can beat Chicago. Are you into vengeance? And As a, like, are you a vengeance seeker? Um, no, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. No, it's, it's not like I'm like, they beat us and now I they must be, you know, they, they must be destroyed. No, I, I think when I was just watching that game, I, I was thinking like, yeah, they're beat, they're going to beat the Rams at the end of the game, and, and and accepting that, but also going like, yeah, but if we played this game nine more times, I don't feel like it would be just like the Bears just beat up ten games in a row. Like I think it it felt like that was just the way the the ball bounced, and I'm not afraid of the Bears. I guess I'm not afraid of any teams. Kind of what Rob was saying earlier, just about. The, there's just a lot of parody right now, and it doesn't feel like there's this sort of Goliath that that you know nobody has a chance against. And you know that's kind of how it is in like the NBA, like in the playoffs. And you're just like, well, I mean, eventually you're gonna have to beat the Warriors. So why does this first round matchup really matter? You know. And I think here it, it's going to be interesting because if there's a if if you look at the teams where it's, if it's Dallas and um. Seattle and Chicago. Those are like the three teams we that were basically um, have a chance of playing round. against yep. in, in that round. In the divisional round, I would say that I would probably want to play Dallas, then Chicago, and then Seattle. And the reason why I don't want to play Seattle is I feel like right now they're they're a lot better than they were when we beat them twice. What do you think about that, Robbo? You're you're in you're in the enemy territory. You're you're in the in the Nisqually. 
I'm in the I am in the Nisqually. You know, I don't really fear the Seahawks because I do see them a lot. I and mean, you just when you see their box scores of the game, you're like, and you see these rushing totals. And make no mistake, they are they're a good rushing football team. Um, but they they struggle. They they just find ways to struggle and not put you away. They're not the old Seahawks. Uh, they're winning and they're winning a lot of games. They beat one team over 500 this year. Kansas City two one. weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. They beat one team over 500. Uh, they struggled against Arizona, the team who we just you know and just lost the San Francisco like in week 15. at home. They lost at home. They, they lost. They struggled at home to Arizona, and they struggled with uh, the San Francisco. I just don't. I'm not fearful of those guys. But there's always the old adage of, well, you can, it's hard to beat a team three times. And the two times they've played them, it's been one-score games, right? Do we need the fourth down, uh, you know, gutsy McBay call up here in Seattle? So, But I don't really fear those guys. But I'm with you, Joey. I'd rather play Dallas because I don't think Dallas is as good away from Dallas as they are at home. A lot of teams are that way. But Dallas, their splits are up until this week when they played the Giants, who aren't good. Um, they haven't really been great on the road. So... I'd my druthers. I'd have the Eagles take care of the Bears and and the Cowboys beat the Seahawks, and I'd take my chances with fifty thousand Dallas Cowboy fans in in the Coliseum, all driving down from Thousand Oaks. And uh, I would I would like to see that matchup. Thousand Oaks, <laughs> Oxnard. Every Southern California Cowboys fan lives they, in uh, Oxnard. Oaks. Where's that old training um, camp from? Oxnard. Yeah. yeah. I'd, so if I'd my druthers, I'd Oxnard, take yeah. I'd yeah. take the Cowboys and the Collie. Uh, but I don't feel the Bears uh, because oh, um, as dominant as that game was, they had what, three picks on Goff, eight, uh, th- uh, five sacks, eight QB hits. I'm looking at the stats here. They won 15 to six. As dominant as that defense was, yeah, that offense was not very good. We picked off that. You know, we we picked off uh, Trubisky four times as well. Um, and that was a 15 to six game and this you know dominating performance in my back. God, the Bears are the greatest thing ever. They should just just destroy the Rams. I'm by nine points, bro. You didn't you didn't run away with this thing. So um I really I really don't care who comes. It's if I have my druthers again, it's the Dallas Cowboys, but I think uh I think this team when they play well, they they can win the Super Bowl. And that doesn't matter who comes to LA. I think the biggest thing is that they get these games at LA. Um if you're looking at cold weather and under forty degrees, that's the stats. Uh Jared Goff has five INTs and there's no touchdowns and is awful. Well, LA is not gonna be that cold. 65 degrees put your sweater on bro and uh and let's go so i'm I'm okay with whatever they got to do and i've been saying it all year i would love to see them get another shot you know joe you mentioned are you a, a vengeance guy i'm an old green you are a vengeance. oh you're 100 percent a vengeance guy I, I am so looking forward to going into new orleans and getting my shot at that shop at uh sean payton marcus peter's we, bringing we, we that gumbo he it. wants it um, yeah I want to go get it because that's another team I think that they can beat if they play their game well. I mean, down twenty-one, came back. We had a chance to win it. We didn't. Um, but I don't. I don't fear them in the Superdome. Um, so yeah, let's get this going. I'm okay with anything. I'd like Dallas in the divisional round for two reasons. Number one, I think it'd be an interesting test with their defense. Um, and and they're and fast. They're fast, and they got a lot of talent in the second level between Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee when he's healthy and. Uh, Jalen Smith and a lot of the things they can do from the linebacker unit that we just can't do. Um, Tavon Austin. Oh yeah, you get you get Tavon Austin in a re- that would be really fun. He just came back last week against New York. Uh, that could be a lot of fun. But also, one of my favorite things in sports is just the clash of cultures. When you get two cultures that just don't know what the fuck the other one is doing, and you would definitely get that between Dallas Cowboys <laughs> fans and 2018, oh, like. 
the the whole idea yes. of like and I, I get it it's the the stereotype but like from the simpsons the the western character with the big old 10 gallon hat in the coliseum and is is jared <laughs> got, what the hell is he walking on is that a floorboard what is the oh that's one of them things from back to the future i seen those i know what that is that's a skating board. They'd, they'd always use like the wrong thing until instead of calling it a skateboard. That's a skating board is what it is. It's for, it's for the beast skating is what they do. Yeah. Mr. Burns and his tan suit on the sideline with his buddy Smithers. You, perfect. Now you telling me we play in a football game without any air conditioning. What kind of heathen do you, you there's no prayer service before the game. We got, hold on. This has got to be against the rules somewhere. I gotta I gotta check my copy of the main. Let me pull my copy of NFL rules out of my shirt pocket right next to the Constitution. Let me look here, page five per game. Eight dot five dot C. No prayer service. Hey, twenty eighteen world's going to hell. Let's play some football. We're getting close to an age where yeah. James Corden could be doing car- carpool karaoke with Joey for his hit number one single, Gumdrop Girl. You <laughs> 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 brought it back. You brought it back. Congratulations. Congratulations. Gumdrop Girl. Gumdrop <laughs>
Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.